I um, do not have children, or at least children that live in my home. <laughs> um, and yet, I, it is really interesting to me to see how parents and guardians of children get really excited about the first world that their child says. And what's really interesting to me is that oftentimes uh, parents think that there's great significance to the first world that uh, a child uh, says. So if the child says, mama, or dada, or as my parents uh, told me that my first word was actually the name of our dog, Sandy, um, <laughs> I think we ascribe significance to the first words that a child might speak. And maybe we should. Maybe in the same way that we oftentimes cling to the last word that a person speaks before they move to the church triumphant, maybe we should also lean in and hear the first words that come out of people's mouths. I know for me, on any given Sunday, it's important for me when I greet you all to say grace and peace, because I know what kind of week some of you all have. I want grace for you. I want peace for you. When, when God and the creation narrative uh, offers up the first word, the first word is, let there be light in the midst of chaos. It matters the significance of the first words. And I can only imagine that those who had come out on the eighth day for this little boy named John, who is the child of Zachariah and also Elizabeth, when they're waiting for this child to be named and also to be blessed, that people might also be waiting to see if indeed Zachariah, after a long drought of nine months of not being able to speak, what his first words are going to be. You know, people are waiting for the visuals uh, for Beyonce's um, album Renaissance. Like, people are waiting. Maybe people were waiting like that for Zachariah's words. <laughs> when are his words going to drop? <laughs> Silence, oh Zachariah. Because remember Zachariah early on in Luke's gospel had, um, had had an encounter with the angel Gabriel. Zechariah had been on temple duty, doing the work of the Lord. And while he's on temple duty, Zechariah is praying, praying hard. Maybe that kind of praying when you don't know what else to say, but you're just kind of moving your body kind of praying. Because it says that an angel appears in the temple and says to Zechariah, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Basically, Zechariah, God is going to work on your behalf. All that negotiating that you've been doing with God, all that bargaining that you've been doing with God, all the ways in which you've been tearing for your wife Elizabeth, that you might get the, the, the very thing that you have wanted so deeply, a son. Zechariah, God has heard you. I know you came to work in the temple, but God has come to work for you in the temple. And then the angel begins to tell Zechariah, Zechariah, and let me also tell you about how God's going to fulfill this promise because this child that's coming to you is not going to just be any ordinary child. That people are going to rejoice at his birth, that he is going to literally help to save the nations, and you are going to name him John. You know what John means? God is gracious. <laughs> your very child is going to be a measure and an embodiment of grace in your very life. But Zechariah could not believe this too good to be true word. 
And so the angel tells Zechariah, Zechariah, because you could not believe what God had to say, you are going to be, um, to be made silent until these things come to pass. Now, I want to remind us that last week I said, can we reframe Zechariah's silence, not to think of it as punitive, but instead that maybe Zechariah might find the solitude and silence within himself that he might sit with this too-good-to-be-true word that God has said to Zechariah will come to pass. So that maybe Zechariah can't talk himself out of this good news that Gabriel has spoken to him. And so for the duration, it appears, as we come to this part of Luke chapter 1, Zechariah could not communicate with the spoken word as he is sitting with this good word that has come from God. And then it happens. As Vanessa read, now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth to a son. And everyone in their village, in their town, is rejoicing with her because they remember what her story used to be and now they know what her story is. You know, that's a good, good joy. When the goodness of other people's lives cause us to also feel like, okay, if God can do it for Elizabeth, God can do it for me kind of joy. So everyone comes and they're going to rejoice at the fact that now Elizabeth has gotten the thing that she has prayed for, that her story, her narrative has changed. And then it comes time to name the baby. You know, with all family gatherings, there's always a moment. It's now time to name the baby. And everyone's waiting to say, okay, the baby's going to be named Zachariah after his daddy. And Elizabeth says, no, the child is going to be named John. Well, let me tell you why it's so significant when Elizabeth says, no, 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 no the child's going to be named John. Because actually it would have been the, um, the role of the father to speak the name of the child and for the child to take the father's name. So for Elizabeth to be like, no, 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 no. And then, of course, people want to check her, her math. And then they kind of look at Zachariah. But remember, Zachariah is not able to speak. So it says that Zechariah writes it on the table. He's like, no, let me show you. Writes it down on a tablet. No, Elizabeth is right. This child who has been promised to us through the words of Gabriel, his name will be God is gracious, John. Now, Zechariah doesn't say this. Zechariah writes this. And then... After a long silence, nine months of having to sit with the good, too good to be true word, of a promise now fulfilled, it says that Zachariah's mouth is opened up and he is filled with the Holy Spirit and his song of silence turns into a holy outburst. And when his word drops, the first words that come out of Zechariah's mouth are this, and we're going to say it together. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Oh, you can say it with me. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, 
for he has looked favorably. Come on. As he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of of all the things that could have fallen from Zachariah's lips. Y'all, this was a rough nine months. Where's Gabriel? Because if I see him in these streets, no. When the word drops, when the song of silence is broken into a holy outburst, the first words that come out of Zechariah's mouth is a spirit song that speaks to the giver of the gift that now Zechariah has. It's a song of praise to the promise keeper, not the suggestion maker. It's a spirit song that speaks of the greatness of his child. It's a spirit song that speaks to literally the freedom and liberation of God's people. It's a spirit song that speaks to the ways in which we might also walk in the ways of peace. Maybe while Zechariah was sitting in silence, Zechariah was practicing these lyrics. Maybe when Zechariah couldn't say anything with his lips, his heart was saying, oh, no, 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 I've got this, the steadfast love will come in the morning kind of song that I'm going to drop whenever the mouth is open. Maybe in the dark night of the soul when Zechariah wanted to say something, he rehearsed a song of hope despite having no words. Just wait. Just wait until I can say something. Just wait. Just wait until I feel like this song of silence can turn to a holy outburst. Just wait when I tell them how blessed is this Lord God of Israel, of Israel who has looked favorably upon me and has looked favorably upon all of us. The good news of Zechariah's good news and song is that the fulfillment of the promise didn't just happen in Elizabeth and Zechariah's life. 
You know, the song that Zachariah sings, it's actually known within the Christian tradition, it's called the Benedictus, which means that others are invited to actually sing this song because it speaks of God as being blessed. But it wasn't only a song for Zachariah. I want you to, 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 to remember the words. When Zechariah sings this song, he says, not just like God has looked favorably upon him. That the Lord God has looked favorably upon God's people. So when Zechariah is singing this song, he is singing this song to, to God's people who had found themselves under a tyrannical rule under Herod. So this good news that Zechariah has is good news for others. But this good news is not just Zechariah's song that we can hold on to and memorialize for Advent. I need you to know that this good news that was good news for Zechariah and also for Elizabeth, this good news that was good news for God's people, this good news is also good news for us. Because as Zachariah speaks of his son John, who's going to prepare the way for Jesus, Zachariah wasn't only talking about their Messiah, Zachariah was also singing about our Messiah. That his son John was going to prepare the way for the one who was going to prepare the way for us. For the one who's going to tell us that our lives are not our own, but are held in the power of a loving God. This song reminds us that there is one who's going to prepare the way for the one who's going to prepare the way for us. Who says that when we find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, this one is going to be our good shepherd. That the one who's going to prepare the way for the Messiah, who's going to prepare the way for us, can invite us when we feel weary and so downtrodden to come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This song that Zechariah sings about his son John, who's going to prepare the way for the Messiah, who's going to prepare the way for us, to remind us that there's going to be a time when Jesus is going to be in the temple and is going to say, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. To proclaim good news and to announce that the time had come and I will free all of my people. Here's what I want you to hold on to. Zachariah's holy outburst should give you the audacity to do the same. Let me say it again. Zachariah's outburst should give you the audacity to do the same. To give you the audacity sometimes, even when you don't maybe feel it, but something deep down inside is like stirring up, you can say some things about the situation that you want to change, maybe not about your present reality. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who I believe will restore my joy. Blessed be the God of Israel, who I believe will bring me out of a stuck place. Blessed be the God of Israel, who has remembered me. Blessed be the God of Israel, who will show me grace. Maybe right now, in this moment, you don't feel it. But you can say, you know, Zechariah, when he could not say anything, was rehearsing some words for when he could say something. 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel and Raleigh and the Southeast Raleigh Cable and each and every one of us who has looked favorably and has remembered us. What do you want to stand When you're in your dark night of the soul, what's the thing that you're like, I wish this could be the new song that was coming up and bubbling up for me. This is the thing that I want to be able to say of the Most High God. Friends, I pray that this God who met Zachariah who fulfilled the promise, the desires, the hopes, the dreams that Zachariah had, shall be the same God who will meet you, even if today you have a song of silence, you have no words, and will come to you in such a way that you too might break out in song. Gracious God, in this season of waiting, as we wait for you, as we wait with hope, We ask, oh God, that you would give us the words and that you would fashion them to be the words that might match your great power and your might and your glory, that we wouldn't sing too low, that we would not lose hope. But instead, oh God, that we might lean in and trust that if you say that it will be, that the songs of our hearts and that the words of our mouths in this Advent season might speak high and loud in a great outburst of your promise. We pray this, O oh God, in the strong name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.